This podcast contains adult language and mature themes, which may not be suitable for all listeners. So listen at your own fucking risk. Welcome to Essential NPCs, the podcast where we sample some of the best and possibly some of the worst tabletop RPGs. I'm Tommy. And I'm Addie. And you're listening to Series 4, Episode 12, Supply and Demand. So let's start it off with some announcements. Oh, we have so many announcements for you guys. Uh, Let's start off with the one we promised you last week. Just as a recap, um, we uh, conducted a poll, uh, a public survey, if you will, uh, seeing what people or what system uh, you, the listeners, wanted us to play for Series 5. And uh, it was a very, very close race, but Shadowrun won out. So... For Series 5, we will be returning to Shadowrun. Uh, We're going to be continuing the campaign I set up in Series 2, and we've officially gotten our cast together for that series. So, without further ado, the core cast for Series 5 will be... Me, as the GM, Uh, Addie will be returning to uh, reprise her role as Mouse... Dan will be coming back to play Bumbles. Covert will be returning uh, to play Boomer. And we are going to have a new cast member showing up. Uh, Her name is Bree Shukart. And we'll have more information on her character uh, as the series draws closer. Those of you who are fans of Series 2 Shadowrun uh, may have noticed that uh, Roman Mylan, the creative mind behind Kashmir uh, was not listed, uh, but fear not. Roman will be returning to series two as a featured guest star reprising his role of Kashmir. Uh, so even though he's not part of the core cast, all you Kashmir fans out there, he is still playing an integral part to the campaign. Uh, uh, Roman's just not available for uh, a full series recording. So there you have it. That's uh, that's the word on the cast for Series 5. Uh, episode 1 of that series will be releasing on May 30th. But we're not quite done with Series 4, so we have some more announcements uh, specifically regarding Series 4. So the first announcement is that we are releasing a bonus episode this Friday. Woohoo! Uh, we started the first bonus episode uh, a couple of weeks back at the Rinville Inventors Symposium. And now you guys are going to get to see what happens next. So definitely go and download it on Friday to whatever medium you choose. Uh, And our third announcement is that, uh, just as Tommy mentioned, we're in the home stretch for Series 4, which means, as you well know, we're about to record... Post-game chatter. Uh, Those of you who are new to our podcast, post-game chatter is a little bit like words with the GM, but with the whole cast. Uh, The way this works is right after we finish recording the finale to Series 4, the whole cast will like take a five-minute break and then sit right back down at the table and we'll talk about the series as a whole, bringing in our thoughts about the system, the campaign in general, just really whatever comes to mind. Um, And then... More interestingly, we will answer uh, submitted questions from the listeners. So 
the due date is um, episode 19, which will be dropping the second week in May. So uh, make sure that you get your questions into us before then. Yep. And you can make the subject of your question pretty much anything related to the podcast. You can even ask us about previous series. It, it doesn't have to be strictly related to uh, Tefra or Series 4. Uh, just shoot us some questions. You can do that uh, by emailing us at EssentialNPCsPodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can also submit your questions through Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, however you want. Uh, all those social media outlets, uh, we are at EssentialNPCs. And uh, while you're at those social media outlets, don't forget to like us and or subscribe. Please do. It helps us more than you know. Uh, and with that, let's move on into Words with the GM. Hello. Hello, GM. Hello. This Words with the GM Hello. is uh, about Series 4, Episode 11, All Sales Are Final. Uh, yes. Uh, the... Transit and Arrival to the Roost. And a pretty good setup episode for this upcoming episode, I believe. And there's some really interesting things about the Roost that we learn. It's got a it's got a pretty nifty and specific culture to it. Much like we've talked about before in Words with the GM, um, there's a whole lot of great bones to the Tefra world uh, without there being that many specifics, which is actually a really fun thing to play around with. The country of Azeda has about a two-page entry in the rulebook, uh, giving a little bit of an idea of what the culture is like there. and talks about the caravans and how they're very merchant-based and how they like set up on the border of Azeda to trade with the other countries. And the roost sounded like a place that might be kind of like a, a merchant hub. And so I took that idea and I just kind of ran with it and came up with this whole, this whole culture. Uh, one of the main tenets of which being no one in the roost uh, uh, suffers a thief. <laughs> Basically, their, their possessions are almost like their currency. Which is why at that one moment where, uh, where Barnabas uh, uh, was trying to add a little flavor to his, uh, to his storytelling moment uh, and he grabbed that one guy's uh, saws, there was a bit of a strong reaction. <laughs> Which is really unfortunate, actually. Because I was all for that idea. That wasn't really something I had thought of. Like, I hadn't figured out how you guys were going to get a room. You're not allowed to spend money. You don't really have much to trade. I was like, I don't know. They'll just have to figure out how to get a room. I'm not sure how they'll do it. And then Covert came up with this idea of earning the room by, like, uh, speaking the, uh, uh, the bartender's language. Like, well, how about I get you some more business? And I liked that. I thought that was a really clever solution to the problem. Unfortunately, <laughs> uh, due to the way I had structured this world and the fact that I had to illustrate that thievery would be met immediately with hostility, it kind of really tied my hands. <laughs> As the game master your players trust you to create a world that they can count on. So when you say something is a hard and fast rule, like stealing isn't allowed or you can't breathe underwater, uh, if they try to flout those rules and somebody tries to breathe underwater, they drown. If somebody tries to borrow, quote unquote, something, uh, they get punched in the face. Yeah. I, I mean, in the culture I established, basically grabbing a person's saws is almost akin to walking down the street and grabbing a person's wallet and being like, I'll bring this right back. I'm just borrowing it. Like the, the only way they're going to react to that is with hostility. <laughs> yeah. And unfortunately Barnabas was like on a roll and, uh, about to do something super cool. And normally as a GM, we encourage you to abide by the rule of cool. If something is going to be awesome, 
you know, totally let it happen. Uh, but if it flouts, you know, the world you've built, the rules of the world you've built, um, you have to, you know, walk that fine line of no dude, I was totally behind you, but you can't. Yeah. And so uh, it made for a scene with like a really sudden gear change. And I, th- and I think it caught covert off guard too, because he could tell I was in that GM mode where you're like, this is awesome. Go with it. I'm loving this. I'm loving this. Yeah. It's a fine line, uh, to walk, but, uh, if you manage to do it, uh, it's worth it because you have the trust of your players, uh, which is really the important thing. Yeah. And with that, um, what would you say was uh, your favorite part of episode 11? Uh, my favorite part is actually also with Barnabas, but at the other end of the episode. Oh. Uh, when we're flying from um, Chactacon to the Roost, um, Barnabas is telling his stories to anyone who will listen. And Talia happens to be a really avid listener. Uh, and I just really enjoyed the character moment. It doesn't have like a huge bearing on the plot thus far. I just really enjoyed them being themselves. It was really fun when you were like, tell it again, tell it again. (laughs) Yeah, it was really cute. Uh, So what about you? What was your favorite moment? Uh, My favorite moment actually didn't happen in the episode. It was the prep work that led up to the episode. Once I kind of had all of the the structure laid out as well as like the plot hook and everything, you know, had created the characters, uh, I got to do my favorite thing as a GM, which is like sprinkle in the little like details, the fun little stuff that just kind of like enhance the experience. And the way I did that was uh, every neighborhood in the roost uh, is an avian term. It has to do with birds. Because I was like, the roost, birds. And then I like went online and looked up a bunch of different bird <laughs> terms. Half the time, your players don't even notice it. Uh, and they don't do anything with it. They don't really like uh, acknowledge it. But like subconsciously, it, it immerses them in the world more. And uh, and that just using that extra little bit of time to really flesh out the, the setting. I was really enjoying that flavor because it made it feel... Like, uh, like it was a real place. And also it gave sense to calling it the roost, which makes no sense. (laughs) It's where all the caravans come home to roost. I like it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but, uh, that's enough chatter, uh, for this episode. Um, so, uh, let's go ahead and find out what happens next. You guys need to find, uh, wayward merchant. Um, so let's move on in and listen to series four, episode 12. Supply and demand. Enjoy. Hello, I'm Barnabas Gunsby, famous big game hunter and adventurer. I come from common birth, but I've used my skills to make a name for myself. I often go on expeditions to explore the world and its many lost secrets to tame once wild lands and lay my eyes on wonders few have seen. I've written books of my exploits to help fund my adventures and while the books have brought me wealth and fame, many believe them to be fiction. It's cast a sad shadow over my once great career. But I have been selected to participate in the great Atroposian circuit where I shall prove to the world that Barnabas Gunsby is a true legend of adventure. 
Hello, I'm Talia Nazari. It's true, I am Varishta royalty, and that's all well and good, but ruling is certainly not my true passion, but a duty I fulfil nonetheless. You see, I'm first an inventor and engineer. Self-taught, but I'm very good, a natural. And I suppose that natural talent has only been helped along by a lot of time spent in solitude. But you should see all the sorts of things I've made, mostly through trial and error. I am certainly not afraid to jump in and get my hands dirty when needed. As fate would have it, being an inventor led me straight into what I believe will be one of the most interesting times of my life. Mr. Cornelius Jollypot has asked me to join his team for that great Atroposian circuit. Can you imagine? Of course I said yes, only bolstered by the fact that one of my teammates is Mr. Barnabas Gunsby, my favourite author. We're sure to have a fantastic time and perhaps even have the chance to win. I can't wait to leave Dalvozia and see the world with my amazing and talented teammates by my side. It's all so very exciting. I'm Ezekiel Quaglin, gnome pilot extraordinaire, but my friends call me Zeke. I grew up in Paldoris before the hurricane wars. When the Aedin attacked, I joined the military to do my part in defense of my people. When it came time to return home, we realized that in winning the war, Paldoris had become an uninhabitable wasteland. The Infernal Church of Jinzi swooped in to save the day with their city-sized stormships. This spelled salvation for many of my people, and though I was never particularly religious, I was happy to accept the church's appointment as pilot of Jinzi's Hammer. I flew the city for several years, but I never really enjoyed living on that mechanical monstrosity. When the Evanglesian Civil War broke out, I quickly volunteered for the Jinzi Corps to lend aid to the militarists. Though we lost, I earned admission to the High Flyers, and after the war, used my connections there to become a commercial pilot. It's not glamorous or exciting work, and it barely pays the bills, but it let me fly the skies. When Jollypot offered me a spot on his Atroposian circuit team, I was happy to accept in hopes of retiring to a life of luxury. I mean, even if we don't win, at least it won't be boring. Last time we left Team Jollypot, uh, they had entered the desert country of Azeda, going to the checkpoint in the merchant hub known as The Roost. They landed and sought out a means of passage to the next checkpoint uh, in the island north of the large country of Azeda um, in a city called Kiandru. They poked about trying to decide exactly how they were going to uh, uh, find transit, uh, weighing the options of joining up with one of the merchant caravans for protection or possibly getting their hands on some materials so Talia could make a vessel for them to utilize to traverse the dunes of Azeda. They befriended a uh, merchant by the name of Hekaib, uh, who made them an offer. Uh, he said he could find the parts that Talia needed to create the vessel they were going to use, which by her design is a sort of sand skiff with the capability to traverse water as well. Basically just a pontoon with a sail that can go across the sand and the water. Two little bladed pontoons. Hekaib said he would be able to get this material as long as the team did a favor for him. Uh, apparently an old 
longstanding business partner of his, a man by the name of Serenpet, has gone missing right in the middle of them trying to complete a deal. Hekaib both wants to complete the deal and make sure that his business partner wasn't, you know, dead or something. So the team was given uh, three days to find out what happened to Saren Pet and compel him to follow through with his original deal with Hekaib. Uh, the deal, as far as they understand it, was uh, Hekaib trades some Hydra fangs for Saren Pet's uh, stock of Altawuma, which is uh, apparently a rare lizard in the desert that is particularly difficult to catch. You guys have three days. After the first day, Hekai will have delivered the parts Talia needs to begin work on her uh, sand skiff. At that point, it will take her two days to complete it, and that makes up the whole three days you guys have to figure all of this out. Hekaib was under the impression that uh, if Saren Pet was in trouble and the merchant militia hadn't sussed it out yet, um, that it may be something that outsiders will have to look into uh, to actually find anything out. Um, so you guys went to bed after... Shaking on the deal with Hekaib. It is now the next morning. You guys wake up. What do you do? I've been awake for quite some time, actually. Um, I couldn't sleep. I just kept think of, thinking of different ways to build the skiff. And so <laughs> I just decided I was just going to start. And so I did. And I've got all the parts laid out that I've taken from Gerald. He's just ahead now with a top hat. He's fine. And you're enjoying it. Lighter, woo, yeah, um, and uh, and they're all laid out, and and it makes no sense to you. <laughs> yeah, uh, Barnabas and Zeke, you guys wake up, and there's just like uh, Talia's bed is instead of uh, being used as a bed, is being used as like a workbench, and uh, it's just got scrap, what looks like scrap metal pieces of Gerald just sprawled all about it, and uh, and sitting on one of the pillows is just Gerald's head, like whoop, he's fine. <laughs> Where was this guy last seen? You guys heard from Hekaib that Serenpet uh, primarily operates outside of the Perch, which is the eastern section of the Roost. Uh, you guys are currently in the Kresh, which is in the northern section. And uh, uh, the where general whereabouts Hekaib gave you for where Serenpet usually sets up shop is probably a, a couple hours uh, walk for you guys to get there. Maybe, maybe a little less. Yeah, I go get breakfast. I suppose we're going to get breakfast. Zeke, you ask for uh, an omelet, and uh, you see as the, uh, I guess you would call him the chef, but he's also the bartender, um, uh, downstairs in the in the little, like, uh, uh, transport that you guys are using as a home base. He looks at you and goes, okay, and then uh, pulls out uh, an egg that is about as big as you are to make an omelet. <laughs> That seems right. <laughs> are you guys going to want breakfast? <laughs> or oh, you aren't splitting? No, that's just for him. Oh. <laughs> and I just order up whatever the traditional breakfast is, and I show Talia the proper etiquette with tea with, in Azeda. Oh, uh, we fresh to know about tea. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but this is different. No, we, we, we came up with tea. So. <laughs> it's, uh, 
Never mind. Uh, despite all of your attempts to show her uh, Azadin customs, uh, Talia puts sugar in her tea, and the bartender scoffs. I, uh, uh, <laughs> I give up. <laughs> I've never said those three words together in a sentence <laughs> my whole entire life until today. Like, not uh, even non-sequentially? <laughs> no. Uh, you guys have a nice hearty breakfast, uh, and it's all paid for by Hekaib. So, uh, bartender cleans up after you and asks you guys if you want to sit, sit around and drink. <laughs> uh, no, we've got some, um, affairs to attend to. Thank you though, sir. Of yes, course. much appreciated. All right. So let's find a rickshaw, I guess. How are we going to pay for the rickshaw? I've only got so many things I can continue to exchange so i mean we can if we think we need to get there quickly i have a nice grappling hook you think somebody would want that that seems important maybe we just walk all right maybe we'll get lucky and find one that's been overturned and abandoned all right yeah so you guys uh begin the walk to uh the perch which is actually pretty uphill um, the perch is kind of on like a rocky crag that, uh, is more elevated than the rest of the roost. So, uh, you got to kind of like go up like a winding, like uh, back and forth stairwell that's built into the side of that. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's pretty crowded on that stairwell. Um, I want everyone to roll observe for me. What did everyone get? Uh, Zeke? Uh, I get a tier two. Uh, tier two as well. I also rolled a tier two. All right. Um, on the way up, you guys see um, uh, the occasional uh, pickpocket bumping into people and taking some stuff from them. On like a rare occasion, one or two of them like gets caught and like runs away. But you're able to like scope out the pickpockets before they like are able to like really mark you guys. You just kind of sidestep a little bit and they bump into the dude next to you and try to pickpocket them and succeed or fail. <laughs> uh, and yeah, after uh, a little bit, you make it up to the top. And you uh, you get to the relative area uh, that Sarah, or that Hekaib described as where Serenpet usually sets up shop. Uh, there's a few tents. There's a couple uh, rickety buildings. Everyone in this area seems to be selling uh, just like weird antiques, strange exotic animals. You guys left the crash where everyone was basically selling libations and like and like recreational stuff. Uh, this is like luxury stuff, like stuff that you definitely don't need. Like there's like a fur coat which you definitely don't need in the <laughs> in the desert, but like someone's selling some of them, like those kind of things. I guess there's not like a formal layout of where where like his tent would be normally. Yeah, I mean, you you like Hekaib said. Um, like nearby the little oasis spring that's in the perch and like you you go to that area and you look around but like whatever vacant spot he his tent left has already been filled by other like stalls okay so there's not even a an empty tent or a or a tent that's um left abandoned uh roll notice for me uh tier two I got a tier two as well. 19 tier two. <laughs> you guys are looking around. Uh, you definitely don't see like an abandoned tent or anything like that. But like between the tents uh, or behind the tents, uh, you do see like piles of stuff. Um, it's hard to tell 
like looking around, you you think like maybe that would be like Saren Pet's stuff, but uh, you don't you don't really like see anything. Like it seems like you you're like watching for a little bit, and you see people like go back and like dip into that stuff to restock their supply and stuff. Like it doesn't it doesn't seem like his like tent or goods were just like left about. I suppose that we'll ask someone. Yes, we could pretend we're very wealthy looking to buy a lizard. Well, I am very wealthy. I meant about the looking to buy a lizard part. <laughs> oh, right, right, because he sells the uh, wad. Uh. <laughs> I think it was like a Woompa. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 it's Ulta Wooma. That was pretty close. <laughs> yes, Zeke, you were. Let's go. <laughs> uh, so you guys walk up to a random merchant to... Yes. Okay. What are they selling? Uh, you're looking for someone who's not very brutish, so you find someone uh, who has an exotic haberdashery. <gasps> uh, they are all sorts of, like, big, absurdly impractical hats, like the kind of things you would see at the Derby in Evanglass. I love it. <laughs> so, of course, you walk over to that. Ooh, hats. <laughs> oh, you like the hats, young lady? I do, but unfortunately, it's not what I'm shopping for at the moment. I've got one thing I have to get first. Oh, and, and uh, what is that? Perhaps I have it uh, back in the back of my stall. Um, it is... Mr. Gunsby, what is it called again? My The thing my brother wants? It's an Alta Wooma. An Alta Wooma. Ah, yes. Uh, I, I do not have any of those, unfortunately. Yeah, I think it's a reptile why did you come into a haberdashery because for a reptile you're, you're well because your hats are gorgeous they are gorgeous you should try them on i've, I've always said if you try on that hat you have to buy it <laughs> and you looked terribly helpful and i would be very inclined to buy a hat but first i have to buy a woomer thing <laughs> Well, I don't even know of a of a merchant in, in the roost uh, who would. You're in the right district, at least, for to find something like an Altawuma. Oh, um. But uh, but those are uh, almost impossible to catch. What, what was that? What, uh, um, Mr. Quaglin, what was his, what was his name? The um. Yeah, it was Serenpat. Uh, Serenpat, Serenpat. Um, you know the name rings a bell. I may have seen him at some point or other. I've never done business with him, but. I don't know how much help I can be. Uh, oh, shame. I, I need I you guys. I have to leave. Well, maybe try. Uh, I need you guys to roll notice for me again. Tier three. Right. I got a tier two. Tier two. Uh, so you got a tier three, Talia? Yes. Uh, so while he's talking to uh, uh, Zeke, Zeke's like, well, can you try? And he like leans down like, I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> that's racist. <laughs> no, I just like actually didn't hear you. <laughs> um, as that's happening, uh, uh, Talia, you glance uh, deeper down in the tent and you see as uh, the back tent flap, uh, there's like a, a, like a fold in it that like parts and a, a tiny hand reaches and like grabs at one of the like bands around a hat and like peels off the like band which has some jewels on it and like pulls it back and as uh as it's being pulled back you see uh tattooed on the on the on the small arm uh at the wrist uh two mountains one behind the other um all right uh i'll go oh look that hat is amazing and i go back and like rush back and try to like okay the the uh the merchant sends up and goes oh which hat let's uh let's have a look at it and he follows you back that way we were just talking 
Well, I have business first. Uh, oh, Mr. Quaglin uh, carries my money for me. Um, you can talk to him about price. I like that one. Oh, what kind of... Uh, <laughs> what kind of uh, <laughs> and then uh, I go follow the... Um, what kind of budget are we working here with, Mr. Quaglin? Well, she's a virtue of Sunspire, so... I, I, I think I know what that means. That's is that... like small-time royalty. So. Oh. <laughs> the small-time royalty is my is my prime audience. <laughs> right, because they're rich enough to have money, but poor enough to feel like they need to spend it. Exactly, yes. <laughs> All right, let's start building a cart for your boss. <laughs> Fantastic. I know what she'll like. <laughs> Uh, and you pop, pop through the back tent. Yeah. Uh, Barnabas, what are you doing while this is happening? Uh, I see Talia go through the back of the tent, and I kind of do a double take. Notice the merchant is busy, and uh, I'm going to follow Talia. All right, cool. So, Talia, you burst through the back of the tent, and uh, you see a little girl uh, holding the band with the, the jewels, and she's, like, climbing over, like, a fence to, like, get out of that area can i can i get get her like is she close and like is she close enough that i could catch up and sort of get her before going over the fence uh yeah probably roll dexterity for me talia what are you doing don't you know in a zeta it's bad luck to go out the back flap of a tent <laughs> <laughs> tier three uh, yeah, you see her like starting to like climb over this like kind of rickety, almost chain link fence. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like trying to like get over the top of it and she turns back and sees you and like she tries to like go a little, f- uh, a little faster and you just like spread out your wings and just swoop up to her and you can, you can grab her easily enough. She kind of like strikes at you and fights you, but right, and she's just, a little girl. And right. you can <laughs> just set her down and I'm like, it's all right. I'm not going to turn you in. And Barnabas, you see that, uh, uh, that Talia has apprehended a young girl. Yeah. It's all right. I'm not going to turn you in here. Let's tuck it in your, uh, tuck it in your pocket so nobody will see. Uh, she like pulls it away, doesn't let you touch it, and she like puts it in her pocket. And she goes, "Who are you?" I'm I'm a friend of a friend. Do you know Mr. Saren Pet? I don't have any friends. Well, could I be your friend? Do you have food? Yes. Do you want some? Yes. I have some food. Okay, you give her some of your rations. Yes. <laughs> She grabs it, takes like one bite and stuffs the rest of it in her like in her rags. Do you need more? Yes. I can give you more, but I need your help. Do you have wine? I could get some. I like wine. That's good. It's yummy. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It makes me it makes it easy to sleep. I I understand. Well, so I have a friend who's got that same tattoo that you do with the mountains, and I'm looking for him. I don't... I don't who is it? Mis, Mr. Serenpet? Oh. Mr. Serenpet, go away. Do you know where? She looks at, like, the tent a little nervously. Uh, Zeke, um, uh, roll uh, cunning for me to continue to uh, waste this man's time. <laughs> mm, that's in here, too. Okay. Yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> no, I said no beads. <laughs> well, I thought maybe the young lady would like beads. I she didn't... hates beads. <laughs> oh, no, half of the cart is beads. Did you not see there were beads on these hats here? <laughs> oh, my God. I told you no beads. I expected better. You will have to start hat. over. No, you picked this hat up yourself. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> I, I empty the cart. <laughs> 
No, when I say no beads, I expect no beads. <laughs> He's like, well, what about this hat? Do you think she would like this hat? <laughs> Does it have beads? No, no, I double checked. Does it have feathers? Yes. Okay, that's a good start. Okay, yes, okay, feathers. I have a couple more hats with feathers. Let me go find them. <laughs> but no white feathers. <laughs> no white feathers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the young girl looks nervously <laughs> at the tent. Um, and she goes, can, we, can you get me out of here? Where would you like to go? Away. He is not a very nice man. Oh, sure. Um, hop on. Okay. She climbs up on your shoulders. Up over the fence and back down. So you fly her over the fence. Uh, Barnabas, what are you doing? How high is this fence they just went over? Not very high. Like, it goes up to your shoulders. I guess I will scale the fence. This isn't the biggest wall I've scaled. (laughs) Ha ha! Go ahead and roll dexterity. (laughs) I fall on my face. Did you roll a one? I rolled a one. You do, in fact, fall on your face. You're like, ha ha, and you, you jump over the thing, but like you hold onto the, uh, onto the top of the fence too long, so your body like lays out flat as you're, after you get over it, and you just whoosh, fall flat on your face. I get up and look around and make sure no one saw that. Is your old man friend okay? He'll be all right. Okay. Okay. You're looking for a serum pet? I am. He go away. Do you know where? He go away to, to the rookery. As far as I know, he packed up his tent very quickly and ran away. And he, and he, he used to be a nice man. He used to give me, give me treats. Oh. And, and he went, he went, uh, he went, he went away. And he said he, he would, uh, he said he was going west. And Rookery is west. So. Oh, um, do you have, do you have any place you can go? No, I, I just go wherever. Okay, well... But you said you'd give me wine, yes? I will find some wine. <laughs> I like wine. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, yes, I will try to find some. Did you Did you want to go to the crash or did you want to stay here? Oh, I, I don't care where I go. I, I basically spend all my time wandering from one part of, of the, the roost to the other. Oh, well... If you need help finding Serenpet, I could be helpful for more wine. I think that sounds like a lovely deal, but you've got to promise me one thing. What's that? While you're with me, no more taking things that you didn't buy or trade for. But if I didn't take things that I don't buy or trade for, I don't have any things. Just while you're with me. Will you buy me things? I will, I will give you things. That works. Okay. Are you all right, old man? Yes, I have no reason... That I wouldn't be all right. But you hit your face on the ground. Oh, you saw that. Y- yes. I mean, it was very loud. <laughs> and it happened right there. <laughs> well, um, so let's make sure that um, that thing that I told you to put in your pocket is safe in your pocket. Button it up. I don't have any buttons. But yes, it's safe. Okay. And let's go around the f- front uh, Barnabas will take you around the front to the tent where we were before. I've yes. got to go in the back. Oh, it's terribly bad luck to go through the back of a tent. I told her that. <laughs> and she, you know what else? She put sugar in her tea this morning. Why would you ruin tea? All right. I will meet <laughs> you at no. the tent. Goodbye, Barnabas. <laughs> I go in and I sneak in through the back. She climbs up on uh, on 
she climbs up on Barnabas's uh, shoulder and, and rides him into the uh, into the front of the tent. Oh, um, onward! Uh, and I I suppose that I would have said, and Mister Mister Gunsby, make sure that you call us out of the tent. So, and it's urgent that we go. And then I go back in the back of the tent. All right, Zeke, you're continuing to talk to the merchant. Okay, I have I have all the feathers, the all the feathered hats I can have. All right. Well, I mean, this one is good. I guess this one is okay. And this primary colors are for poor people. You're gonna need to get rid of all of the ones in primary colors. They're all in primary colors. Save for this white one. Will she like the white one? Maybe. Let me here. Let me take the hat. I'll ask her. Oh, okay. I'll put all the rest of these back. Good. And I take the hat to the returning Talia. You hate this hat. Do you like this hat? Why would I like that hat? It doesn't have any beads on it whatsoever. (laughs) What? (laughs) All right, we're leaving. This place is a sham. I throw the hat. (laughs) Wait, m'lady, m'lady, I have all sorts of hats with beads, I swear. I'm so sorry, but I just, I can't about, oh, I, you just. Lady Nazari, <laughs> Lady Nazari, there's been a terrible accident. What, Mr. Gunsby, what happened? You must leave immediately. Oh, no. Oh, is, the humanity. Is it, is it my brother? Is he hurt? Yes. Oh, How did no. you know? <laughs> oh. I just had a feeling. It was, I was presented with a white hat. Such bad luck. <laughs> I'm, bad luck. I'm so sorry. Stomach. I did not hurt your husband, your, your brother. I swear, I did not and hurt I, your brother. I look at the shopkeeper and I say, "You should be ashamed of yourself <laughs> and believe." <laughs> he sits there holding a bunch of hats with beads and a white hat and looks very confused about his life choices. <laughs> I did a bit of acting in my journeys as well. You were very good, Mister Gunsby. Good show. Good show. Yeah, thank you. Oh, this is Ramla. Hey. Hello. Cool. Where are we going? <laughs> We're going to the rookery. All right. We go. It's to the west. And I put I put her back on my shoulders. Yeah, uh, you're very tall. Yes. She's taller. Well, yes. You see, she's a farista. And I go on to <laughs> explain. Oh, dear. What have I gotten myself into? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about it. So it takes you guys... Uh, about four hours to make your way. I keep an eye out for recently abandoned rickshaws. <laughs> you see nothing, <laughs> but you see plenty of uh, occupied rickshaws, and and people offer you uh, as you're walking by. They're like, they see you, and they like kind of like wheel up next to you with an empty rickshaw, and they're like, "Where are you guys going?" <laughs> the rookery. I can get you there faster. For free? No, nothing is for free. Shove it, and I keep walking. <laughs> he rides past you. <laughs> but it turns out it wasn't a vine. It was a snake. Oh, no. What did you do then? <laughs> oh, well, I started falling down with an angry snake in my hands. And... Oh, we're here at the rookery. <laughs> uh, oh, I'll tell you the rest later. Uh, we have business to attend to. So uh, the rookery um, has uh, larger lots for all of its merchants um, because this is where uh, basically the practical needs like housing are sold. Uh, and housing for uh, the caravans of Azeda are, you know, mobile transports. Uh, so like it's it's like 
large lots with a bunch of different types of vehicles and transports and also uh, large lots with like sample tents and like camping stuff. Uh, and uh, yeah, you guys are walking around. Um, you see like people are shouting at you, you know, trying to like hawk their wares. I suppose we'll walk around and see if we find Siren Pet. Okay. How long do you guys uh, do that? And roll roll a notice for me. Uh, tier two for me. I got a one. Okay. Tier two for Barnabas. All right. You guys are looking around. You definitely don't see Saren Pet anywhere. Uh, you look around for, I don't know, like 30, 45 minutes walking around trying to like, I mean, the, you know. Well, the little girl knows what she what he looks like, right? Yeah, yeah. So. She's looking around for him too. Yeah. And he was described for you, but you guys are like looking around just trying to see if you see anyone with the like the Wadi caravan tattoo like the girl has, anything like that. You just don't see anything. Uh after about an hour of walking around the uh the rookery, you do um uh she who whose shoulders is uh Romla on? She's still on Barnabas's shoulders. Mm-hmm. Uh she smacks Barnabas in the head. Oh, oh did you find him? Um, no, but uh, I believe I saw one. I saw that or one of those in his tent once, and uh, she points, and uh, you see one of the uh, restaurant areas um, has uh, the like. There's a person on a podium who's kind of like the host, and uh, perched on the podium is a large phoenix. It, now, when you say phoenix, like literal bird made out of fire, uh, it's not on fire um okay it's it's like feathers are like red and metallic looking with like uh some tropical like touches on the like tips um uh it's we have to get into a fight here (laughs) (laughs) uh it's got uh it's got like um its eyes do kind of have like a, a glowing ember quality to them yeah i i go talk to the guy hey (laughs) <laughs> How can I help you? Creature, isn't it? Um, Table four, and she, he looks a little bit suspiciously at the little girl in rags, who is obviously like an urchin. Table four three. That's rude. Where'd you get the phoenix? I paid for it fair and square. If that's what you're implying. No, I'm curious. I want one. I believe you can pick them up uh, in in the perch. Is this guy? Is he on the level with me? Can I tell? Is there a role for that in Tefra? Uh, yeah, you roll cutting. All right. To look for social tells. Can I look as well? Yep. All right. I am watching. I got a tier two. I also got a tier two. Tier three. Uh, so uh, Talia and Zeke, you can tell that he's not. He's obviously deflecting. He's like being like. You can go that way, away from me to go get one of these. Don't ask me any more questions. Uh, Barnabas, you notice the slightest, uh, like, inclination of, like, nervousness. Like, he kind of, like, darts his eyes and looks at all your guys' weapons. And uh, he obviously, he's not just trying to deflect you guys for, like, whatever reason. He's definitely hiding something. Perhaps you could be more specific. Um... I, do, I don't. It's a very fine bird, and I don't imagine many merchants carry it. It's. I mean, it's true. Would you? Would you? Uh, uh, perhaps I can trade it to you for a fair price, um, or you can try your luck in the perch. I don't. I don't know what else you want from me. I am. 
uh, I am just here to uh, to find you a table, get you some food, some grub, while you look around in the uh, in the rookery. Um, the 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 market of of exotic birds is not one that I know much about. I bought this on a whim. From who? From who? Uh, you never got the man's name. You can tell he's lying. That seems odd, given that you bought it directly from him. I didn't ask. I just uh, just saw the bird and thought I'll take it. Do you want the table or not? No, we would like to find out where you got this magnificent creature. Perhaps you could show us. I'm not going all the way to the perch. That's at least half a day's walk. I'm working right now. You I didn't happen to buy it from a guy named Saren Pat, did you? I, no, I don't know that name. Uh, I, I, I shall step forward. And um, turn on my glow ah! slowly, slowly, like <laughs> like as I, I don't really appreciate it when people lie to me, sir. What is she I do? would appreciate some honesty, and I glow really hard out of my eyes. Oh, ah! <laughs> he grabs his bird and like steps back. Uh, I guess, I guess, yeah. Roll, roll, cunning to intimidate him. It's a tier two. <laughs> Okay, uh, <laughs> he steps back and he goes, ah, and runs. Oh, <laughs> cripes. Ha ha, the chase is on. And he starts whistling. Um, so uh, he, has, uh, he has his bird he's holding on to as he's running. Uh, you three are chasing after him. And uh, he, he holds the bird up over his head, grabbing onto its, uh, onto its uh, claws. And the bird spreads its wings and like lifts him up onto like the top of some tents. And he starts running on the tents, like holding the bird again. Okay, now I do start whistling because he's not in the middle of a crowd. <laughs> I follow. I fly up after him. All right, so I, I run up some barrels and onto some crates and then onto top of the tent. All right, to ro- chase. Roll uh, dexterity for me, um, Barnabas. Uh, Zeke, go ahead and roll uh, accuracy for your bird attack. <laughs> That's more like it's sixteen. I got seven. So, uh, uh, Barnabas, you hop up some barrels, you jump up on the tents with him. You're, you're running along like the, the hard parts of the tents, uh, that have like good footing. So you don't just like fall through any of the fabric. Uh, he's doing relatively the same. And Talia, you zoom up above, uh, Barnabas flying in formation with him, uh, moving in, closing in on the, as the guy, uh, is running and he jumps from like one tent to the next and you guys follow him. Uh, jumping over like a crowd of people who are like whoa, and then uh, and then there's this uh, echoing whistle sound uh, that uh, seems pervasive, and uh, then uh, a couple carrion crows uh, come going like, ah, 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 and uh, they come flying uh, uh, up on the guy, and he's like, Ugh! and like they they start pecking at him. He ducks underneath them, and they swoop by, and then he uh, he like lets go of his phoenix who goes after the crows and <laughs> breathes fire on all of them dropping them to the ground <laughs> Barnabas and Talia you're you're uh, on the guy's trail um, who has Ramla is Barnabas still holding on to Ramla I imagine that I'd set her down okay we... so Zeke you're running you're running through I'm the street carrying her like a football yeah yeah you're, you you saw Barnabas drop <laughs> Ramla and you just picked her up and you're just like you're big now <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> this is fun. 
Uh, and yeah, you're carrying like a football, like pushing through the crowd. People are jumping out of your way, like, oh Jesus! Like, there's there's a couple big guys and girls like in this crowd, but there there's like you see like one elf that like looks at you over the crowd of every, like over the heads of everyone else, like what the hell? <laughs> Talia and Barnabas, I need you both to roll dexterity for me. Tier three. Also tier three. Ooh. All right. Uh, yeah, he like I said, he jumps from one uh, one uh, like group of tents to the next. Uh, you guys clear the same gap. As you do, you see like Zeke like zigzagging through the the winding like pathways below you, holding Ramla. Ramla waves at you guys. <laughs> sure. Um, and uh, he slides as he lands on the other side. He slides down the fabric and into like an alleyway, and he starts like going down uh, like a uh, uh, like stone stairwell into like uh, what seems to be some like uh, subterranean housing. And uh, you guys catch up with them. Zeke, you see them dart down there and you, you go up behind them. And uh, uh, Talia, you get, you get over him. You land in front of him. He, like, stops for a second. And then Barnabas, you just tackle him from behind. Ha <laughs> 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 uh, I, I don't I don't know anything. I don't know anything. I definitely don't know where Serampet is. Don't ask me. <laughs> That's exactly what somebody... Oh, yeah, you, you really gave it away there. What? No, I didn't. <laughs> Look, I, I don't want any trouble. I, I didn't... You don't want any trouble? No. no. Oh. You are putting don't... yourself into a lot of trouble right now. So just tell us what we need to know and we'll let you be on your way. You wouldn't want to get fired, would you? That's the least of my worries. I don't want to get killed. Oh. So this goes even deeper. You're after Serenpet. You're obviously with... Or, or, or who, who are you with? Who do you think we're with? No one. I don't... Who are you? I'm Barnabas Gunsby, leader of Team Jollypot in the Atroposian Circuit. Okay, I don't... I don't the Atroposian Circuit? What, so you're just yes. travelers passing through? Why are you looking for Serenpet? Why are you uh, assaulting me in, in, my, in my restaurant? To be fair, did we didn't assault you in your restaurant. You ran out of it, then we assaulted you. <laughs> All right, I mean, you have a point, I guess. But, like, it's like a moot point, I think. <laughs> because in order to further our goals in the race, we need to find Serenpet. And obviously, you know something. And you're our only lead right now. So really, really be appreciated if you have any information that can help us out. Also, you ran. Yes. Well, you didn't have to chase me. You could have just let me go. Does that sound like a normal response? It depends. I mean, if you're out of shape or something. <laughs> Are we out of shape? No, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> I, I ran because I thought you were with them, with the people who are looking for Serenpet, and, and I didn't want to get mixed up in that. You shouldn't want to get mixed up in it either. I don't know why you think you need to find him, but you, you should just stay clear of this for your own skin. Who, who's looking for him? Some thugs. Uh, they're from the the Dar caravan. I'm I'm sorry, as you know, we're travelers. That doesn't give us much. The the Dar caravan is just points to his wrist. He's like their tattoo is uh, is of a tent. Their their names are uh, Tiana, Zane, and Ata. Do you know why they're looking for him? I'm not entirely sure. He didn't give me. A... <sighs> what what, what are you he... going to do with him when you find him? Who sent you after him? An old friend of his, um, Hekaib. <laughs> that two-bit trader? He's uh, getting me the remainder of the parts I need in order to build us a way out of here. 
in exchange, we're supposed to find Saren Pet and convince him to complete a deal that he had arranged. Saren Pet's not going to show his face, but I can take you to him. You can? Yes, I... That's the bird. And he points up uh, to the top of, like, the little alleyway, and you see the phoenix is uh, perched there. He's like, the bird was the deal. He... He traded that to me for uh, for a safe house here uh, in the, in the rookery, and he said, you know, not to let anyone from the dark caravan find him. But I mean, you're not from the dark caravan, so I'm still upholding my end of the deal. As long as you're not intending to hurt him, are you? No. Also, just generally, you were being chased and you ran right to the safe house. Like, well, no, I mean, it's in the neighborhood. It's not in this alleyway. I mean, it's not like. This street. <laughs> All right. Still not great. I mean, I was just, I was trying to lose you. I wasn't trying to take you to him. I mean, I guess like maybe I wanted to be somewhat in the area in case I needed to give him up to save my life. But, you know, don't tell him I said that. <laughs> What's in it for you if I don't? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Quaglin. I want the bird. <laughs> you can't have the bird. The bird is, is, is my friend. We w- Is that true, bird? You saw it as he protected me from those carrying crows. How did you make those show up, by the way? I'm very talented. The bird checks out. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so why don't we go meet Mr. Saren Pet? We're in the, the subterranean lanes right now. We just need to go through them. They're a little like a maze, but I know my way around. And we can go to his housing. Thank you. All right, let's go. What is your What are your names, by the way? I'm Talia. I know you're Barnabas. I'm Zeke. All right, I'm Bakir. Cool. Nice to meet you, Bakir. Sorry we had to meet in such a unpleasant manner. Well, it's it's just life here in the roost. Every once in a while, you get chased by some brigands. Let's go. And uh, get little again. Uh, you guys walk for a bit. Rama uh, is now walking side by side with Zeke, the same size, holding his hand. <laughs> Whenever. Uh, you guys walk for uh, a little bit, and, uh, you know, it is really, like, difficult to keep track of, uh, you know, left, right, left, 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 right, right, left, right. Like, it's, it is, it ends up being like a maze. Uh, these, these, like, little, like, carved in stone alleyways into the ground, uh, they go up about like 15 feet tall uh, and like they have like metal grates over the top. So people are walking up above you guys um, and you can hear like the hustle and bustle of like the, the district above you as you guys are winding around in there. And uh, after a little bit um, he goes, okay, this is it. And he gestures to the, uh, uh, the archway door that uh, is inset into one of the uh, homes that like, the say they all like have universal like same like archway door and like two circular barred windows uh, on either side of the door. I knock. Serenpet, it's back here. Open up. There's a pause, and then there's a, and the door creaks open with a little chain keeping it from being fully open, and an eye looks through, and he goes, "What is that you have with you?" The friends, I think. I'm Barnabas Gunsby. We are uh, looking for you. Uh, not in a not in a bad way. <laughs> that fills me with confidence, Mr. Gunsby. And who are your compatriots? This is Talia Nazari. 
And this is Ezekiel Quaglin. You can just call him Zeke. Mm. I do not know any of you, nor your names. What business do you have with me? Hekaib wants his lizard. The and I- also to make sure you're okay. <laughs> In that order, I'm sure. Actually, I think it might have been the other one. I'm not, I don't remember. <laughs> it can go either way with Hekaib. Bakir, we'll have to renegotiate the terms of my, of my safety here. I can't have you bringing me house guests. But since you are here, Bakir, get lost. You three can come inside. And uh, door closes. There's like, shh. And uh, he opens it back up. Uh, Bakir goes, all right, I just, I didn't, uh, I don't need to hear it. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> and uh, Bakir goes uh, trotting back towards his restaurant. Uh, the door opens up. Uh, and, uh, Saren Pet, he is tall and lanky. He's got a curly goatee. Um, and, uh, uh, just above his curly goatee, you see a split lip, a bruised eye, and, like, a cut, uh, above his eyebrow. And, uh, uh, he's wearing, like, plain, long, like, uh, uh, robes. And, uh, his hair's done up in a, in a turban. And he, like, gestures with, like, long fingers for you guys to to come in he's like quick before anyone sees you where you going i go in and he shuts the door locks it behind you it's like three different locks and uh he goes have a seat and he gestures to his living arrangement which is basically one room with a pot to piss in and uh a ratty bed and like a little a little table um and then uh like there's like a closet without a door, like a large closet that's inset into one of the walls. And you just see like all of these crates and a couple cages with animals in them. <laughs> sure. I don't have much in the way of refreshments. I can get you some water. Thank you. Yes, thank you. And uh, he kneels down to Ramla and he goes, how are you doing, Ramla? I'm okay. They said they'd give me wine. <laughs> he goes, uh, do you want a, a friend to play with? And she goes, yeah. And uh, he goes over to, like, one of his, like, cages, and he, like, reaches in and pulls out uh, what looks like a little, like, hedgehog. Um, but, like, um, as he's, like, moving it, you see the, like, the, the quills are, like, chameleon-like. They, they change color. Like, they, as soon as he picks it up, it changes color to, like, look like his hand. And then, he, uh, and then like, you know, he walks over, sets it on the ground, and the, qu- uh, the quills change color to match, like, the stone ground. And she's like, uh-huh. and she runs over and starts like playing with the hedgehog. And when she sits down, it like balls up. <laughs> and then like she puts like a little bit of the rations you gave her down and it like slowly its little tiny nose like smells the rations. And then like the quills lay back and it goes over, waddles over to the rations and starts nibbling on it. Uh, and Saren Pet turns back to you guys. He goes, so Hekaib's looking for me then. I had hoped when I, I had hoped when I returned his Hydra things, he would just let me, uh, let me disappear. Nah, the guy really wants his, um, Woompa? The Alta Woompa, yes. Right, that's what I said. Well, I still have it, but uh, it cost me a bit to, to hold on to any of my wares. And he gestures to his face. Well, what exactly is your goal here? How can I help you? We just would like to see how we can help get this deal going again. He's concerned about you, but he also wants his Alta Woompa pretty badly. Well... With the proper care, not a woman can feed a person for an entire year, so it makes sense. Um, 
I can trade for him. His hider fangs are of little use for me now that I have to hide out here in this hole. Um, so perhaps the, uh, the terms of the deal have changed. I no longer am in need of goods, you understand. I'm in need of safety. There are three people looking for me, a woman and two men. Names of Tiana, Zane, and Atta. They're uh, a group of thugs that have been going around taking up the merchandise with no repercussion from the merchant militia. I don't know what connections they have, but obviously they are able to avoid any sort of fair judgment. So, if you were able to uh, convince them that, they w- that looking after my wares was no longer in their best interest, or if you were to kill them, then perhaps I could make a deal with Hekaib. Otherwise, I don't know what the man could offer me that is of interest. All right. We secure your safety. You will make a deal with Hekaib. Yes, and he can have his Altawuma. Sounds like we have a deal, sir. You might be able to find those three in the crash. They have a healthy appetite for alcohol. Well, that's a great start. Uh, any preferred bars or... Yes, there's, there's one... Uh, the largest one in the crash. It's uh, a large tent with many small tents inside of it. Uh, sanctioned off, as it were. Uh, rooms. It belongs to the Dar Caravan. It tends to be where they like to spend their time. As they are amongst some of the people in their caravan while they're there. Thank you so much for your time, sir. You know where to find me. Romla, would you like to stay with Mr. Serenpet for a little while? Play with his animal thing? Yeah. Yeah, I like... I like oh, is that okay with you, Mr. Serenpet? Some company would be nice. But wait, what about my wine? It's still coming. They will have to come back to, uh, to secure the deal. Throw in the bottle of wine with our arrangement. Done. And he winks. <laughs> and she's like, yay. <laughs> I want to play with the, with the one that breathes fire. Well, I sold that one. <laughs> uh, he sees you guys out. We eventually find our way out of our maze. <laughs> uh, you guys uh, start moving out, uh, walking through the maze, trying to like, find your way back. Uh, you guys can roll cunning to not get lost. Now I got a tier one. Tier two. Okay. Tier three. This is not the first labyrinth I found my way out of. He's not wrong. Uh, yeah, Barnabas is able to, uh, uh, like, the joint effort of the three of you, but, like, Barnabas is the one that, like, every time, like, he, he's like, I'm pretty sure I remember seeing this brick here. <laughs> Yeah, he, he has, like, a mnemonic device for, like, remembering his way through labyrinths. <laughs> it's actually quite it. easy. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you guys find your way back out the way you came. And uh, you start heading your way towards the crush. That's another, like, two hours there. Lovely. So now it's getting into the evening. Um, but before you guys really make it out of the rookery, uh, there's uh, someone steps in front of you. Uh, he is wearing um, a long uh, sleeveless uh, coat. Mm-hmm. Uh, open on his bare chest is a large onk necklace. His uh, his shaved head has a couple ritual scars uh, on it, uh, making lines backwards. Um, and uh, he steps in front of you and he goes, You three. The three of you were seen chasing a merchant through... 
through the Rokuri. Yes, there was a bit of a misunderstanding and it was resolved peacefully. Why would three outsiders go chasing after an honest merchant? Well, you see, we're members of the Atroposian circuit and we cannot pay for goods because we are prohibited um, from doing so as per the rules of the race. So we met a man who could get us the things that we need, but in order to get us the things that we need, he wanted something in return. And that was finding out some information from that person. Um, and so we had to go find the person that we chased and he told us the thing we needed to know because we traded him for it. And now we're headed back to um, the first person in the crash and then we shall be on our way out of the city. Who is the name of the person that you uh, initially made a deal with? Who's asking? He, he doesn't mean that. The merchant militia is asking. My name is Said. I am from the Asagnu caravan. He holds up his wrist. It has a sun tattoo on it. Mr. Hekaib. I know the name. What was the information Hekaib paid you to find? Where the bird that that merchant um, has came from. He wants one. Mm-hmm. Uh, go ahead and roll cunning. Sure. Tier two. I feel like Hekaib might know where that bird came from. It's a man he's done business with before. A man by the name of Serenpet. Does that name mean anything to the three of you? No. All of you, roll cunning. Oh man, <laughs> he's, not just he's, me. He's, social, he's reading the social tales on all of you as he says it. Tier two. I was one away from tier three. I got a tier one. Okay. Tier three. All right. So he doesn't really take much time looking at you, Talia, because he's like, well, obviously she's a smooth talker. <laughs> so he looks at the silent people as he says it. And uh, uh, he focuses in on you, Zeke. What do you know about the Dar thugs? Well, for starters, I did not know they were from the Dar. What exactly happened to Serampet? He's one of many, uh, many merchants that have gone missing recently. He got beat up by... Um... Tiana, Zane, and Ada. Hmm. Strange. You would think that the merchant militia in the perch would have uh, prevented such a thing. You'd think. It was insinuated that the Dar had something over the merchant militia in that area. His eyes narrow. Not, not a thing that I said. He insinuated it. No, he probably has an idea of what's going on. Where is Serenpet? I'd like to talk to him. He does not want to be found, and honestly, I don't think I could direct you through the maze. (laughs) (laughs) He chuckles, and he goes, Well, since we've already established that you were lying to me about exactly what Hekaib wanted you to do, what exactly is it that Hekaib is after? Is he working with... He wants his lizard. What? Yes, the... It's an auto That. Oh, Serenpet has caught himself in Altawuma. Good for him. Well, if he gets out of this alive, then perhaps he can be a rich man. So you're heading to the Dar, then? The three of you? That was our next stop. Normally, I would say this is not your place. It is a place of the merchant militia to sort out. However, if the merchant militia has been compromised, I need to do some asking around. Where are you three staying? Perhaps we can work together on this. I describe it to him. (laughs) I know the place. I'm going to have to go and talk to some people in the merchant militia. 
if the three of you are going to go and try to cozy up to the thugs or speak to the thugs, what were their names? Tiana, Zane, and Atta? Yeah. Yes. After you're done, if you're still alive, I'll meet up with you in the evening and we can compare what we've found out, perhaps. Okay. That sounds like a plan. Listen, Saeed. Yes. If we get jumped and murdered in the Sandcrawler now, I'm going to be really disappointed in you and the merchant militia as a whole. <laughs> he looks at you stony-faced and he goes, The Asagnu caravan is the caravan of kings, one of honor and respect. Do not doubt my word. Okay. I'll see the three of you later tonight. And he spirits away. <laughs> we go... Continue on to the crash. Yes. It's uh, early evening at this point. Sun is set. And uh, you guys, after a little asking around, poking around, you find the giant tent full of uh, different rooms. That is the uh, bar slash brothel uh, that uh, okay. supposedly Tiana, Zane, and Atta like to frequent. Lovely. Um, all right. Chaps. I suppose we're going in. You guys walk on in, uh, and it is loud and rowdy, um, and uh, people are throwing back tons of drinks. Men and women of uh, of the night are uh, collecting customers and taking them to side rooms to have a little bit of fun. You guys do draw some uh, strange looks as you are the only ones who are very clearly not a Zayden. But no one is, like, you know, flat out attacking you or anything. Like, like they're, they're welcoming here to outsiders for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, you know, they see you and they're like, you see a couple people maybe look at you a little greedily, like, ha-ha, people that I can maybe get stuff from. <laughs> what do you guys do? Uh, is there a, gr- a trio? <laughs> Anywhere nearby? There's lots of trios all over the place. Oh. It's a very like so the center tent is like a large circus tent in, as far as size goes. In the very center of it uh, is like a circular bar. Is there anyone like flaunting a very exotic animal that looks like they may be recently acquired? Uh, no. <laughs> What'd you say the tattoos looked like for the dar? Uh, a tent. I'm gonna keep an eye out for that. Okay, you. Don't have to roll notice to see a couple. Like, it's definitely not like everyone here is in the Dar. It's not like you guys have found the Dar hub because all of the the caravans are really, like, super integrated in the roost. But, like, because this is, like, a Dar-run bar, there's, like, a few people from the Dar caravan that come here because they know the owners, that kind of thing. So you do see, like, maybe a slight percentage more uh, dar tents or dar tattoos than other tattoos. I'd like to walk around eavesdropping <laughs> on pe- sets of three that match a woman and two men. <laughs> uh, okay, sets of three that match a woman and two men. So you wander around. Uh, I need you to roll. Uh, I need you to roll cunning because this is more about not drawing attention to yourself uh, by not like giving yourself away. Um, and what are you doing, Zeke? And what are you doing, Barnabas? As she kind of like branches off to go eavesdrop on, on people that may match the description. I try and find some rough looking folks and I buy them drinks. Okay. Good drinks. Uh, and, uh, Barnabas. I, uh, I don't want to 
draw too much attention with like two people snooping around. So I'm going to go with Zeke. <clears throat> okay. Zeke and Barnabas, you guys belly up to the bar and try to make some friends with some tough looking folk. Yeah. Yes. All right. Uh, so you guys belly up. There's, there's like a big fat guy. His like, his like uh, bleached white belly hanging out under his, uh, under his um, uh, like ill fitting shirt. Um, and he's got like metal bracers with studs on, on his wrists. Um, and he's like slamming back, like, like chugging beers and slamming it down. He's got like, uh, two other dudes next to him who are also wearing similar bracers. And, uh, these guys are like really heavily scarred and the other two dudes are very muscular and they're like cheering him on as he's like pounding down drinks. Uh, and you guys belly up next to them. Uh, what do you do? Uh, I toss my two princes to the bartender and I say more drinks for the big guy. Hey, <laughs> hey new friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, he gets, he gets his drinks and he's let and they, uh, like they kind of like drinks. They got <laughs> lots of drinks. They, they shift, they shift around you guys. Uh, and they're like, they're like, well, what are your names? Travelers. Barnabas Gunsby. I'm Zeke. Barney, Zeke! Oh, let's share the drinks. Let's share the drinks. Let's all do a drink at the same time. Let's go. We'll call it a shot. <laughs> what an interesting concept. <laughs> I make sure to take a drink that I haven't paid for. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, you guys slam back drinks. You're like, hey! And they're like, what brings you here? Are you? Did you see the show? The no, show? What tell show? us about it. No, we just figured maybe you saw the show and that's why you're buying us drinks. You're just very generous people. We like generous people. You should come by the show some sometime. I would love that. What what kind of show is it? Oh, it's a, it's a it's one of physical strength and feet, they say as they all strike poses <laughs> together. <laughs> you you see we are acrobats. Can you can you show us something now? Oh, and they're looking like the the big guy is like obviously very drunk and he's like fuck yeah <laughs> and they're like all right let's do it oh, clear some room clear some room and everyone like backs out of the way as uh as the uh the big fat guy he like gets on his knees and puts his hands up and the uh the two like muscular guys like grip onto his hands and uh they basically do like one-handed handstands on his hand as he like lifts them up and then he puts one leg up to stand and he like wobbles a whole lot and they wobble a whole lot and they lock their legs together to keep together like above his head. And then he stands up with both feet and everyone's like, ah, Talia, you see this going down. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and then he like turns around. And he's like pumping, like pumping them like he's pumping iron. And they're like sitting there like above him, like uh, still doing their one handed handstands. And then uh, he's like turning around and looking at everyone. And he turns a couple of times too many and he starts <laughs> losing it. And they're like, oh, no. And they like they they tumble down and like don't hurt themselves as he falls on his ass <laughs> and they help him up and they all stand up and they bow. <laughs> Big round of applause. <laughs> yeah, everyone's cheering. Um, I buy them around to celebrate. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> they're like, we'll give you free tickets. You guys can come and see the show. It's, it's tomorrow morning. We're going to be very hungover. It's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, Talia, you're snooping around. Sneaky. Uh, <laughs> using, sneaky. using the very large distraction. Yeah. Uh, you're welcome. Does it give me a bonus to my roll? No, no. Dang it. <laughs> um, 
but uh, uh, yeah, you you you're snooping around, um, and uh, you like try to listen in. To, you see like uh, two guys and a girl there, two guys and a girl here. You see like four guys and a girl. Or maybe the three, two of those two guys are the, whatever. Let's go over there. You're snooping around. Uh, you're not getting a whole lot as you're bouncing around. Uh, no one's like sitting there being like, well, when we find that bastard Sarah Pants, <laughs> like no one's saying anything like that. Um, but, uh, you, uh, at a certain point, uh, you're like walking by and you see one person is following you with his eyes and he's kind of smiling. Um, and, uh, he's, uh, he's sitting there and he's dealing cards. He's playing a one-on-one game with someone and he, uh, he, he, he like is just watching you and like making his bets without really like paying attention to the game. And then like he wins the game. Do I recognize this person? No, you don't recognize him. Uh, he is, he is, uh, clearly a natural born as Aiden. Um, he's, uh, completely shaved, no beard, no hair. Uh, he's very, he's wearing a ton of like, uh, what looks like expensive trinkets around his neck and his fingers are like covered with like, you know, like full finger covering like rings and stuff like that. And like, he's got like a ton of bracelets, like just accessories out the wazoo on this guy. Sure. Uh, and, uh, he, uh, he like, he like flips over his cards. The other person's like, Oh, and he like finally looks away from him for a second, looks at the guy, says a couple things, nods. And the guy like nods and stands up and walks away. Uh, and then, uh, as you like, you know, this happens as you're like kind of like passing by the guy mm-hmm. and he's been watching you and he goes, what is your name? Have a seat. It looks like you are looking for someone. Perhaps I can help. I sit. <laughs> uh, he reaches out his hand, all the trinkets jingling as he does. I present my hand. You present your hand? Yes. He grabs your hand gently, pulls it across the table to him and kisses your fingers. And he goes, he goes, what is your name, milady? Talia Nazari. I am Samat. A pleasure to meet you. The pleasure's all mine. Fancy a game of chance? It doesn't look like chance. Well, I've been beaten in my time. What are the stakes? Information. And what are my stakes? A favor. Here's the beautiful thing. He starts shuffling the cards. Uh, I watch him. Sure. Go ahead and roll (laughs) uh, notice as you're watching him intricately shuffle the cards. We play a game of chance... One way or the other, I share with you the information I have. If you lose, you have to do me a favor before I reveal what you want to know. Which, what is it you want to know? Shuffling the cards, flipping them from one hand to the next. All right, I got a tier two. Okay. I'm looking for some people. I've been told that they hang out here, and I would very much like to meet them. Well, perhaps I know them. He's uh, folding the cards, and you see as he palms the ace to the bottom of the deck. I wouldn't do that. It's not fair. I'm simply shuffling the cards. Of course. Do you mind if I cut? Not at all. (laughs) He pushes them together, slides the deck across the table to you, raises his hands, uh, and he he goes, the names of the people you want to meet. Oh, I think that tips my hand. Well, I can't guarantee I know them unless you tell me their names. Well, can I, like, do some sleight of hand myself? To, like, yeah. All right. It's dexterity. I don't know if I can do it. But it's tier two. Uh, Tiana, Zane, and Atta. Ah. I say, I say quietly. Will, you are in luck. I happen to know quite a good deal about those three. Well, think- then, let's play. Yes, let's. Are you trying to... 
cut yourself a, a hand? Are you trying to slide a hand some shit? I want to sleight of hand, like, anti-sleight of hand his. So it's actually fair. Okay. Uh, so roll... Uh, did you roll dexterity? I did. What'd you get? It's a tier two. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So um, you cut the ace back in the middle, and then you, like, genuinely shuffle. And uh, as you do, you see one card has been flipped. Mm-hmm. And so you flip it back. And then he, like, sees that happen, and he, like, watches you do that. He raises his eyebrows, and then he goes, deal away. (laughs) We play. (laughs) Uh, Zeke and Barnabas, uh, you're having a lot of fun with your... uh, uh, Having a lot of fun with your... uh, Uh, Barnabas is attempting to do the same same handstand that the other guys (laughs) are With the fat guy? (laughs) Yeah. Roll brute for me. Nine. Tier one. Okay. Uh, now roll dexterity for me. 20. So, uh, yeah, the guys don't try and stop you from doing this. They're all for it. <laughs> uh, so you come over and he's like, okay, you lock your hand in with my hand. You ready? Okay. Now you yes. need to jump up in the air <laughs> and catch yourself with your, with, your, uh, with your own weight so that you can balance on top of my hand. Are you ready? I'll give yes. you a little bit of a pull and a push and you, that should help you get above me. <laughs> All right, ready? One, two, three, and uh, you jump up, and he gives you a pull and a push, and you just basically like you're not strong enough to like catch yourself, so you like cartwheel over him, <laughs> and uh, uh, he like he catches you, uh, and then turns it into like like uh, he like lifts you up, holding you like uh, like a ballerina, basically holding you at the waist. <laughs> <laughs> and he and he stands up with you, and then he starts spinning you around. <laughs> and then, uh, uh, and then for like a moment, like because he's basically controlling your body with with his, you realize this dude's real fat and real big, but also real strong. And he uh, uh, he like does like make you vertical at one point, so you're like you're doing a handstand, but really because he just like put you in the position to do one on his on his hands, and then you just start to like crumple and fall, and he like wheels you off to the side and he it like loses you cause he's drunk and you expertly roll and like land with your hands up in the air, like a, in a pose. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, Hey, you're going to be good in the circus. Perhaps we call you out for audience participation. <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> uh, so what brings the two of you to these parts? Well, uh, it couldn't be just to buy the three of us great drinks. I mean, uh, we're not complaining or anything. No, I mean, you guys seem like you're pretty connected. Like, you are you got your fingers on the pulse and what's going on around here. Um, our buddy got roughed up over in the perch. He said it was some thugs who frequent around here. What? Wait, so a merchant was roughed up? I hate it when merchants get roughed up. <laughs> Me too, man. And uh, they're, they're, like, shaking their head. They're like, we need law and order in this, in this, uh, uh, in this uh, town. Like, what is the point of the merchant militia if they're not going to actually do their job and prevent this kind of thing? Your poor friend. Ugh. Yeah, you got. We didn't do it. No, no. Uh, we. No, obviously. of course not. So you you came in to uh, find said thugs? Yeah, we're looking for. Uh, he said their names were Tiana, Zane, and Ada. They look at each other. They scratch their heads and they're like, um, I can't say that I know them. Uh, we don't really get out much. We mostly just work on our routine. Seen anybody come in here with an exotic animal lately? 
uh, on occasion, yes and no. I mean, there's a few exotic merchants around, so it's not uncommon to see it. I mean, that's one of the, the perks of the roosters. You can find anything you want. You certainly can. Except for apparently these three people. Yeah. <laughs> well. But hey, if you find them and you need someone to teach them a lesson, they crack their knuckles. They're like, you know where to find us. Sounds good. Yeah. We don't stand for that kind of thing. There needs to be respect for the merchants of our caravans. Hell yeah. <laughs> Let's drink to that. Hell yeah. <laughs> And, and they, we drink. And they slam back a bunch of drinks with you guys. Talia, uh, you're trying to play this game evenly? Well, I want to win, but I don't really want to cheat. Okay, so you're not but trying to slide I don't want him to cheat either, so I right. will anti-cheat. Right, well, you already did by, by breaking the deck and being the dealer. Right. Unless he has, like, something hidden inside. All those bangles. All those bangles and roses. Can't imagine, imagine that he does. <laughs> uh, go ahead and... Um, uh, roll cunning to try and best this man. Uh, okay, tier three. Tier three? Yes. Whew. So you guys are playing best two out of three, uh, and uh, it, is a, it is a card game uh, called Caravan. <laughs> I've played it. Uh, and uh, it's basically like you build your caravan, and you can swap like cards with the other person mm -hmm. uh like you you know you and you want to have the strongest caravan by the end so you have to slowly reveal your hand but reveal it in the right order so they they take the stuff that you're not willing to lose but also like if you're too obvious about it they'll wait until the end and then just take all your shit at the end so it's kind of like this game of like trading your cards back and forward uh and uh, you uh you play the first hand and uh uh you beat him just barely at the very end, you manage to like hold out at the last second and put down a card, and he's like, "Ugh, I thought you might have a taller card," and uh, and so you take it, and then um, uh, in the second uh, in the second game, you get dealt a pretty bad hand, and uh, you decide to use the uh, the reroute <laughs> maneuver, which is like you you basically just redraw up your hand, uh, and uh, you do that, and it's not any better. So then he just like beats you flat out on that one uh and then you guys go to the third uh the third game and he's like this one is for uh for the deal and you lay down a card he lays down a card you lay down a card he trades a card he puts on a card that kind of stuff mm -hmm. it's going back and forth and it's very very close you guys almost have an equal caravan and uh uh he like starts chatting with you to try and like get a read on what you got. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, you, uh, you trick him into thinking that uh, his maneuver that he just made was one that really like screwed you over, but you don't do it like in an obvious way. Right. You're just like, you like slightly take an intake of breath and like let out like a slow, quiet sigh. And uh, he like grins and then he lays down his last card and you lay, you swap cards and lay down a card and it's, you got him. <laughs> and he look, he looks at that and goes, okay, Tiana, Zane and Atta. They're here. And he points down one of the, the like tented hallways mm -hmm. into like a room where some of the brothels uh, seem to be. Mm -hmm. And he goes, the, the, room, uh, the tent at the end there, it's where they, uh, where they sometimes come home to roost. I chuckle. He grins and he goes, you beat me fair and square. I'll make sure I don't let that happen again. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Samat. Well, thank you, Talia Nazari. And he reaches out his hand to take yours again. And I let him. 
And he kisses your your ring and then and then like kind of like bows in his seat. Nod my head back and get up and go find my friends. As you start getting up, he like immediately turns to someone else. He's like, you, you look like you need something. <laughs> Come, have a seat. <laughs> I go find my friends. Do I find them? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not hard. <laughs> they have three like bodybuilders around them. Well, two bodybuilders and one sumo wrestler. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Barnabas um, is standing with his uh, standing on a stool, telling everybody some of his stories. Yeah, they're loving it. They're eating it up. And I'm I, I'm very animated while doing so. A couple times he he starts to fall, and and one of the like bodybuilders just like call like while like chugging a beer like without even looking, just kind of like pushes him back up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, since Mister Gunsby's busy, I shall sidle up to Mister Quaglin, and I go. I found where they are. Are you sober? enough to continue yeah i've had like two drinks oh all right <laughs> <laughs> do you and wanna... it turns out it was quicksand <laughs> do you want to bring these three giant dudes with us they really hate injustice <laughs> <laughs> really yeah they're like very against it oh sure i mean if they get in trouble instead of us it's not the worst thing <laughs> Maybe let's check out and make sure they're there before we send this wrecking ball that way. <laughs> Capital idea. <laughs> All right. Um, and I, I, I tap whoever's like the least captivated by uh, Barnabas's story on the shoulder to get his attention. Yeah. Well, on uh, the thigh. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the the really big fat guy. He's ordering another round of drinks, and he he looks at us like, "Oh, hey, uh, hello." Yeah, listen, uh, me and my friend here, we think we might have found these thugs. No, just we're gonna go check it out. Okay. And if you hear this whistle, and I, I give like a sharp whistle. Okay. You come running. Where are you going? And I point down the way. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Whistle, come running. Yeah, I'll let my brothers know. Say it back to me. You, I run and you whistle. The other way around. You whistle, then I run. Yeah, all right. All right. <laughs> all right, yeah, and then me and Talia go there. We, we try to make, you know, sort of like a, like a, we're going this way, pointing <laughs> to Barnabas if he notices. I notice, and I give a, a wink and a nod and continue with my story. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Bye. And I shall finish this story soon. I'm going to take a quick break. No, then, uh, cliffhanger! <laughs> <laughs> I uh, hop down. I go to follow them. Sure. So you guys start heading down the, the uh, yes. uh, heading down the, the little hallway. Uh, Barnabas catches up with you guys. What do you do? I imagine we're sort of nonchalantly heading down the hallway. We're social sneaking. Yes. We're blending in so well. <laughs> Well, the hallway, like, doesn't have a whole lot of traffic. Most of the traffic is in that general, like, huge center area where it's just, like, uh, just a mass of chaos. Mm -hmm. uh, but when you branch off, it actually, like, seems to get a little quieter. Uh, like, the tent flaps are pretty heavy. It, and is the tent flap is, – is, is the tent – are they – do they share walls or are they individual tents? They share walls. Is the, is the room next to the one that they're supposed to be in occupied? What if I pop my head in? You'd have to pop your head in. Right. So there's two rooms. They're at the end, right? right? They're like in the grand suite at the end that, you know, caps the hallway. Uh, so there's two rooms at the end. You peek in the left one. There's a couple people going at it. 
Uh, <laughs> Gripes. And uh, <laughs> uh, and then you peek in the the right one, and it is in fact empty. All right, we'll go in that one. Cool. And see if we can't hear anything in the room next to it. Sure. You guys go into that one. You drop the tent. So the, and again, like the flaps of these these tents seem pretty thick. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like the the noise of like the din of the main room seem like seems to get like kind of cut off a little bit. Uh, it's, uh, and then you like put your ear against the flap, connecting you to the uh, room that they are supposedly in. And you hear like some voices. They're not like whispering or being conspiratorial they're kind of just talking mm-hmm. uh you guys sit there for like a minute two minutes listening to it they're just like occasionally saying stuff like maybe they're it seems like almost they're playing a game uh and then someone's like no wait hold on last turn zane went there you can't go there it's it's occupied now like that and and uh uh and and it's like, oh, you're right. Okay, so I guess I go around this way, and uh, uh, yeah. I feel like they're thugs, and I don't really feel like being beat up. What happened to your friends? Oh, I mean, I could whistle for them, and they could come a running. Honestly, this is a little out of my wheelhouse. I don't really know what I'm doing. You're the soldiers' soldier. <laughs> yeah, but like, this is vigilante justice. I only did that for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> so you have experience. Perfect. Mr. Gunsby's done everything. All right. Yeah. Let's let's just let's beat them up, I guess. <laughs> you go knock on their front flap and distract them. And me and Barnabas will clonk them over the head from behind. <laughs> OK. Distract them. Distract them. Distract them. I guess I go back out into the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> OK. And I... No, I stand there for a second. I'm like, okay, distract them. Think of something. Think of something. All right, that's fine. I'll just, I'll just knock. That's distracting. <laughs> so you like touch the flap and it's a, it's a tent flap. Yeah, I know. But like, you know, you can like bang on it, like clap it. Yeah, you flap a little bit and they are still chatting. They didn't seem to notice that the tent was moving around. You may have to like vocalize. <laughs> oh, all right. Hello? Is somebody in there? Yes. Occupied. Go away. Is is there a is there a a Zane in there? Silence for a second. Who's asking? Well, there's somebody um somebody from with a with a with a a tent tattoo um said said he was looking for you and I said, "Oh, I don't know where it is," but then somebody I was with uh, da, 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 and I just like sort of ramble until they come because I have they want me to shut up. Yeah, eventually they're like, "What the fuck is she going?" What the, hold on, just one second, and then like they're like, "Come in!" And uh, uh, the tent flap opens up, uh, and the woman is looking at you. She also has a shaved head, though she has like a little bit of like uh, stubble hair, mm-hmm. um, and she's got like tattoos uh, branching from her eyes behind her ears. Um, and uh, she opens it up, and she goes. You're not from around here. What are you doing here? And the other and the other two are like with her, uh, and like they've they've abandoned their game. You see, that has like some kind of grid map and some dice laid around on it. So we we sneak under the tent flap, tent flap, and I have my flashlight ready. Yeah, you both uh, you both sneak under the tent flap. I'm gonna need you to roll uh, sneaking for me. Uh, meanwhile, they're like they're like looking at you like. What what exactly are you looking? Who sent you to look for Zane? 
um the the bartender said that you did he didn't know where you were and so then i played a game of cards and the that man said that you were back here and so they were looking for you and i sort of owed them a favor so i wait hold up one second, honey. And she like smiles like a sickly sweet smile. She's like, who exactly is looking for us? I mean, we have a lot of friends. We have a lot of enemies that will uh, determine whether or not we want to uh, keep talking to you or if we feel like relocating. I got a 15. I also got a 15. Okay. I, I've been sent to make a deal with you from Mr. Serenpet. Their faces all go a little, I'm like, Ah, the one who got away. Meanwhile, Zeke and Barnabas produce uh, up here behind them. Uh, Zeke with his stick in hand, his staff in hand, and Barnabas uh, with his flashlight in hand. Uh, Who are you guys bonking? There's three of them. Do I make sound when I get big? No. I assumed you got big. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, I assumed Talia saw Barnabas walk in behind behind them, and then you grow behind them. (laughs) Yeah, I guess I'll bonk the one on the left. Okay. I shall bonk the one on the right. All right. Uh, So uh, you guys don't have to roll to hit these guys. They are unaware you're there. You're going to hit them. And you can use what's called a coup de gras, which could uh, either kill them or not kill them. I knock him out. Okay. Let's go with not kill them. All right, cool. So, uh, yeah, you guys reduce them to zero hit points uh, non-lethally. You just bonk, bonk. <laughs> uh, both of those guys hit across the head, little, like, cross-eyed. They fall over. And uh, uh, Tiana uh, immediately turns and draws a sword and a pistol. How many action points is it to grapple? Uh, it's one, but everyone's going to have to roll priority really quick. Zeke, what did you get? I got a seven. All right, Talia? One. Oof. Barnabas? Thirteen. All right, Tiana goes first. Uh, so uh, she she turns on uh, Zeke and Barnabas, and um, Zeke, she stabs at you with, uh, with her scimitar. Uh, Barnabas, she levels her gun at you and takes a shot. Uh, both of you guys are going to have to roll evade. Uh, I use my big scarf and get a 16. <laughs> I got four. All right, Barnabas, I need you to roll defense for me. Um, Zeke, she swings at you with her with her scimitar. You uh, you catch it with your uh, staff and like expertly parry it around you. And then like she goes for like another swing at your like mid your like waist and like you uh, wrap her like wrist up in your scarf and like deflect it out of the way. And uh, Barnabas, uh, what'd you get on your defense? Tier one. Tier one. Okay, so you soak up one damage of the 12. So you take 11 damage as she fires her gun at you and it uh, and it wings your like your neck just barely, just like a little like cut across your uh, across your neck. And then uh, one of the like the bullet goes through the tent flap in the back. And um, Barnabas, it's your turn. I'm gonna blind her with my flashlight. All right, uh, roll. And, uh, knock their game over and hide behind the table. <laughs> <laughs> uh, roll uh, accuracy at a minus one. 
well. Uh, yeah, you. Uh, she shoots at you. You barely like move in a way so that the bullet doesn't go straight through your throat. And you shine a flashlight in her eye, and she's like, ah! <laughs> and uh, she like closes her eyes and like backs up a little bit, almost bumping into Talia. And uh, you, in that time, you dart backwards, tipping over their game and hiding behind the table. Uh, you see little like figures falling to the falling to either side. I know all the meeples. <laughs> Uh, so you, you you hide behind the table, uh, and Zeke, it's your turn. You see as she like blinkingly tries to find you to strike at you again. I whistle sharply with however many action points that takes. Not any. Okay, then I bonk her again. Okay, go ahead and bonk. That's a 16 on accuracy. Okay. Yeah, you hit her. Go ahead and roll strike. That's a tier two on strike, so that's 16 damage. Okay. Yeah, uh, she is trying to blink and see you, and she's, like, about to get, like, a clear side of you, and you just go smack right across her face, and she, like, turns with the hit and, like, stumbles a bit and, like, looks at you, like, angrily, like her vision's starting to come back. I have an action point left. Okay. I punch her. Okay. (laughs) That's a 15 on accuracy. So, again, like, she, she, like... Uh, she's like getting in position. She looks like she's about to like uh, like get ready to strike at you, and you just like catch her off guard by like gut like hitting her right in the gut with your with your fist that's not holding your st- your staff. And she's like Ugh! and like uh, go ahead and roll strike. That's four damage. Uh, so she she's like she gets hit pretty hard by that and like stumbles a bit. Uh, Talia, it's your turn. Oh, um, as a sharp whistle goes out. Um, I guess I shall move in into the side of her. Sure. Can I slap, slap with my sword? Can I slap the flat of it on her hand so it, like, uh, so she drops the gun? Yeah, that's just a called shot to the hand. All right, I'll do that. Sure. Eight. Uh, so this one she does see coming. She sees you sidestep after her. Her vision seems to have finally come back. Like, the the punch to the gut kind of sobered her up a bit. Mm-hmm. And she sees you coming, and as you go to, like, slap the flat of your blade on her hand, uh, she turns her scimitar up and parries the blow uh, uh, effortlessly and p- puts herself in a position to fight both you and Zeke with her back to the tent flap. And it's her turn. She's going to swing her sword at you, Talia. And then under the arm that is swinging the sword at Talia, she's going to take a shot at Zeke. Uh, so both of you need to roll evade. I got a 19. I got a 1. Okay, well, uh, Talia, you just barely managed to evade the sword as, uh, as she slashes upwards at you. I would like to hit her hand again using parting waves. To disarm her? <laughs> yes. Sure. It's a resist on her part. But you still roll oh, grace. I still roll grace. Yeah, you got to roll grace. A ten. And she goes to slash at you. You use your cape to parry the blow, and then she turns to like swing it back, and you try to catch her like the the sword at the hilt to try and like get it out of her hand again. Mm-hmm. Um, but she sw- she like kind of turns just a little bit, so your sword just scrapes along her uh, blade. There's a nice satisfying like shing as she uh, pulls the blade back, so that you can't parry it out from under her. And as she does that, she fires a shot into Zeke. Um, Zeke, I need your roll defense. I got a tier two. So that, soaks up, so that soaks up two of the damage? Correct. Uh, so you take uh, 14 uh, hit point damage as the gun cracks and uh, uh, puts a hole in your robes. Hey! And, uh, and you, you like stumble back 
uh, and um, and then you hear <laughs> uh, and then you hear like thump, 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 coming up behind her and she like turns and uh, like a fucking wrecking ball uh, uh, the big guy just like head tucked down gets her up on his shoulder lifting her up in the air throwing him over his back as another as one of the muscular guys comes up and like punches her in the gut and like and then like as she's falling like slips her down to the ground so that the other guy can like drop down with his knee on her chest and like knock her out completely and and they're like all right that was one of them right yeah you guys did great (laughs) wait you're big now it's a thing i could do that's awesome i know (laughs) we should call you in for the audience participation yeah it would be great (laughs) (laughs) oh talia we're going to an acrobatics show tomorrow morning good (laughs) (laughs) hi pleasure to meet you (laughs) hi talia nazari (laughs) they shake your hand so, is that these are the three? These are the three thugs you were talking about that were roughing up militia or rushing, roughing up merchants? Yeah, this is them. Yeah. We're going to go meet a cop to get them arrested. The merchant militia, yes. Hopefully, this is not one of the ones who likes to turn the other eye. This was Saeed. He seemed real into justice. <laughs> we love justice. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to stay here and stand guard and if they wake up punch them again why don't we just carry them with you to meet Said? sounds good is there a back way out i feel like they might stop us i what, go to the back what, of the tent yeah, and what, like uh, lift the thing <laughs> zeke and one of the muscular guys both go up and they're like this is the back of the tent <laughs> oh good no of course it's terribly bad luck to go through the back <laughs> of the tent so you three can go out and we'll go out the front <laughs> That we have a big sense. show tomorrow. We're going to be very hungover. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to put you in any danger. Yes. <laughs> right, we drag them out the back. <laughs> They're like, all right, we'll meet you out the back. And they run out to go to the front. <laughs> 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 they exit the front, run around, meet up with you. Like, okay, we'll take them. And then we go to the sand crawler. Uh, you guys go to the sand crawler with bound, unconscious prisoners. Uh, I do have 25 feet of rope. You, you do draw some, like eyes like as people are like what's going on but they see the three obviously azaden dudes who are also gigantic helping you out and they're like well it's probably okay <laughs> <laughs> i don't think we need to get involved <laughs> um and um uh, uh yeah you guys get back to uh to your home base um and as you get there uh, the bartender's like oh thank god this all came in a few hours ago. You bringing it up to your room or what? And uh, he gestures to like this giant like bundle of just like metal and like uh, and materials and wood and like all wrapped up in a giant sail, uh, propped up like taking up like one of the cor- like corner booths like completely. He's like, please. Ooh. <laughs> I go over and look at it. Yeah, see it all. I'm terribly distracted. <laughs> <laughs> um, and. Uh, as you're looking through it all, uh, he goes, hey, wait, why are there tied up people? I don't want any trouble. And uh, the big guys are like, then don't say anything and you won't get any trouble. And he's <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> uh, and then uh, uh, at like a minute or two into that, uh, uh, the door opens up and Saeed walks in and he looks at you guys. He looks at the big guys. He looks at the three tied up people and he goes, 
Well, then. And that's where we'll end uh, the session. <laughs> Nazari guns me and Quaglin. P.I.s. <laughs> <laughs> This podcast has been brought to you by ENPC Productions, all rights reserved. The Essential NPCs podcast is not affiliated with, endorsed, sponsored, or specifically approved by Cracked Monocle Gaming. Tefra, the steampunk RPG, is a trademark of Cracked Monocle Gaming, all rights reserved. Go to www.crackedmonocle.com for more information.